Hello and welcome to Voices of Brophy, a podcast production of the Brophy Culture Project. I am Juan Carlos Lopez, your host for today. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I'll describe Voices of Brophy in one word, vulnerability. I say that because the Brophy Culture Project wants this podcast to serve as a medium for anyone on campus to be a little vulnerable with the Brophy community about anything they would like to share to make our school an even more inclusive and welcoming space. So today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently in honor of Inauguration Day that's coming up in a few weeks. And so with my guest today is uh, Samir Rahman from the class of 2017. And he's going to be um, shining a little of the light of you know his experience and what he, what he feels about um, the upcoming presidency. So uh, Samir, how do you, you know, being a leader on campus and you know, an exemplary student here, one of my closest friends, uh, how, do you, how do you see the Brophy community? Um, has, they, has they progressed since the election? Uh, do you see any change? Do you see anything uh, that still needs to be changed? Uh, please. You know, Juan, honestly, I don't think the Brophy community has progressed that much. I think we've kind of fallen into a slump where we're not really addressing it that much anymore. You know, like the two weeks after the election, I think we did progress a little bit. Um, And then from that point, I don't think we have much because there just really hasn't been that much talk about it. And uh, the reason I think that is, you know, tensions were high, obviously, after the election and and kids were pretty volatile towards each other. And uh, we did a good job of remedying that. But I don't think we did a good job in continuing that, you know, after all the uh, the tensions died down. I think now would be, a, you know, the perfect time to do that because everyone's in a much calmer place than they were before. Okay, so now in a more broader context, how do you see our nation as a whole? Like how have they progressed since the election? I, I, uh, I think our nation is kind of similar to us, honestly, you know. The two or three weeks after the election, there was a, a lot of, you know, bad things done and bad things said. I think it has calmed down, but I don't think any of the, the, of the problems that were being fought over have been resolved. I just think people have kind of just, you know, pushed them to the bed and covered it up and said, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this right now. Um, you said that you, you think uh, our nation has pushed problems under the rug. Uh, could you talk a little bit about what problems you see uh, Americans today, you know, sort of just pushing away and leaving for later? Uh, yeah, you know, it's one of the main things that, uh, one of the main things that, you know, people were fighting about was, you know, how uh, Trump's platform was based off of, you know, racism and hate. And, you know, there were a lot of incidents after the election where uh, individuals, you know, from both from both parties, you know, acted in uh, in ways of hate. And those things were brought up after the election and they were they were punished, you know, like that. But then no one really addressed them afterwards. So uh, I don't I don't know if it's still happening because I don't think it's getting that much uh, that much media time anymore just because the tensions aren't as high as they were so it's not that big of a story but I think that's definitely something that uh, was pushed under the rug. And so um, do you see any uh, anything that you would like to see changed in the next four years like is there anything that uh, you're looking forward to that you know Mr. Trump might actually do? Yeah I'm looking forward to uh 
how Mr. Trump handles himself. I think it's actually, you know, it's good for a nation to be shaken up a little bit once in a while. And I think Mr. Trump has definitely done that. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he acts as president because he's not really, you know, in quotes, a presidential type of guy. Um, he uh, promised a lot of things during his campaign. And, uh, and then, you know, during these weeks of being president-elect, he's kind of reneged on some of them. So uh, I'm not sure how he's going to act, and I'm interested to see that, and I'm excited to see that. So on the opposite side of the spectrum, is there anything that you're not looking forward to that Mr. Trump might do or might create a policy about? Um, I would say I'm a little apprehensive on uh, Trump's immigration policy. But to go further with that, I'm more scared of what the people are going to do in response to what Trump does. Um, I think whatever Mr. Trump does, uh, you know, he's doing it what he thinks is best for the nation. But there's going to be different people and different groups in the country that are strongly against and stubborn and not willing to be open to accept his ideas and to, uh, you know, try, try to mend the things that are broken in this country. And I'm just worried that we're going to have that same division because people aren't willing to concede some ideas over to him and vice versa. On that note, how do you think those uh, communities and those uh, populations, how can they sort of, you know, begin to understand uh, Mr. Trump's philosophy as impossible as that may seem for them since they may be the target of most of his hatred? You know, what are some ways that you think that those communities can feel, you know, sort of that he's not out to get them, so to speak? So if you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely hard, especially because... You know, from the way Mr. Trump was raised and the way a lot of other people were raised in this country is, you know, extremely different. They come from different sides of the spectrum, totally. Um, I would just say, you know, to have faith in our country and that, uh, that we, as, as a country, we have devoted ourselves to, uh, to helping the lesser. And uh, I think the best way in, you know, creating hope for these communities to feel abandoned and maybe attacked right now is just, uh, you know, to, to share how they feel in a way that's not, you know, aggressive or derogatory in any means, but just, you know, sharing their stories with other people. Um, I think that's the best way to communicate, honestly, and, and if that's done, I think, uh, I think more people will understand. So um, how has your bro education sort of inspired or enlightened you in a way that sees allows you to see things the way that you see them now so you see them like you know for uh, a, a teenager your age you know you're, you're 17 on, on to be 18 like you see things much more maturely than most teenagers would how do you think your profi education has played a role in that well my profi education has played a vital role in that I think just, uh, you know, from the community we've formed and the open dialogue that we have, I think uh, that gives us an advantage, you know, perspective-wise, in that uh, Brophy has never really uh, really put down anyone's perspective. They're, they're open to all perspectives and want their students to be also, you know, we encourage everybody to, you know, talk to your classmates, um, talk to those who who come from different areas of life than you do. And, you know, I have two sisters. They both go to public school in Scottsdale. And, you know, after the election day, I was talking to them because 
as we all know, it was, it was a it was a rough day on campus, and we had a, a lot of open dialogue, you know, in classes and in meetings and things like that. And I asked them, I said, you know, how was school today? Did you guys talk about anything? And they just shook their head and said, no, it was just a normal day, you know. Some people were mad, but it was whatever. I just think that's what puts Brophy apart is that we actually, you know, the Brophy community takes the time to educate their students, to have open dialogue with them and actually hear their voices, you know, rather than them just indoctrinating what everybody else thinks. So a vital part of Brophy's um, immersion trip program is the KBI trip. And so I've gone to myself a few times. I've, I think you have as well. Um, but how do you think, you know, going down to that comedor, going down to Nogales, how do you think uh, seeing uh, the recently uh, deported migrants, how do you think um, they may feel, you know, seeing us coming from Brophy, you know, from a place that sort of voted for Trump, like our state voted Republican. So how do you think they may feel when they come seeing uh, some Brophy Broncos driving down to the border? You know what, I've actually never been to the Kino border initiative, but, you know, with my mom being from Mexico, I've been exposed to a lot of different, uh, you know, lifestyles. And uh, I, I've, I, I know a lot of, uh, you know, undocumented uh, Mexicans in, in this country, and I've I've grown up with them all my life, and they're they're beautiful people. I think that you know, high school students, especially from Brophy, you know, coming down there, taking the time out of the day to go down there, it's one, it's it's humbling, and it just it it makes them feel like someone's actually care, someone cares, and someone's there to listen, and uh, you know, it gives them hope that you know not everyone's out to get them, not not all these Americans hate them that uh, this is actually a place where they can call home because, you know, people actually want them here. Um, you know, it, it just shows that not everybody, not, not everything's as it seems. You know, they're, they're, there's hope for this world, and there, there are people, you know, like, like the young man at Brophy that uh, will take the time and go down there and help them and just really listen to them. All right. Thank you so much, Samir, for, you know, sort of, shining your light on your perspective and what you see as your you know personal opinions on certain topics as inauguration day in politics so thank you for taking the time to come here with uh with me and sitting down for a few minutes and just having an, a normal conversation because like you you put it best like the only way our country can progress and move on and mend those wounds is if we have conversations and that's what shouldn't stop conversations need to continue they should double triple they should just continue to go and every community should be uh doing what brophy does they shouldn't just you know argue and complain they should actually come together and say hey these are our problems how can we solve them or that's the only, that's the way to that's the way to go and the brophy culture project hopes this podcast piqued many student minds because we can only do so much without the personal narratives from our fellow broncos so my hope is, Broncos, that we follow our Open to Growth Gratic grad and share a part of us that we feel our community should know, whether that be your personal thoughts on the education system or global warming or the latest rap album or how your life is back home. Just taking the time to share will only benefit our community and make us a more aware campus. Thank you for listening to Voices of Brophy. You will hear from us soon. Juancho out.